Hello and welcome to the Knowledge Panel episode 29. And we're today we're talking about links, backlinks particularly. Um, we're talking about what backlinks still work uh, now in 2022 or as we go into 2023. Once again, I have a, a truly expert and this time incredibly international panel. So welcome to everybody. Thanks so much for coming along, guys. Uh, let's uh, let's sort of go sort of west to east. So Debbie, why don't you start there and uh, tell us, Debbie, who are you? Debbie Chu, where are you and where are you from? from? Hi, everybody. I am Debbie Chu. I am an SEO manager at Dialpad. We are a B2B SaaS company and I'm based in Southern California. Uh, thanks for coming along and uh, just moving a little bit east uh, and a little bit north. Aaron Anderson, where are you and where do you come from? Hi, yeah, my name is uh, Aaron and I, I run a a link building agency at linkpitch.io. Uh, normally I reside in Florida, but right now I'm currently in the colds uh, of uh, Canada. Yeah, looking out on Niagara Falls I hear. So welcome to the show and thanks for thanks for getting up. Uh, and next we've got Eva Cheng. Eva, how are you and where are you? Hi, good, thanks. Um, I am up in Newcastle in the northeast in the UK and I'm a digital PR consultant at Evolved. And thanks for coming in. And finally, last but not least, Bibi Raven over um, just a little bit east of Newcastle, probably, but not as far east of Newcastle as you might think. Where are you? Hi, I'm Bibi the Link Builder, and I own a link building agency, and I live in Amsterdam, Netherlands. Guys, thank you very much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Just before I dive in, I'm going to uh, get in our producer, David, uh, just to make sure that uh, anything I've missed and anything we need to tell everybody before we start is uh, is covered off. Uh, what have we got, David? We've got 10 out of 10 so far. That's what we've got. So that's a good way to start. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this episode. Um, I would just like to say to anyone that's consuming the content on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, whatever your flavor of um, podcast uh, provider happens to be, try and watch us live next time. Um, if you can, we're going to have a great episode um, next month as well. I'll tell you a little bit about that towards the end of this show. But um, if you want to sign up for next time, go to theknowledgepanelshow.com. That's housed on the inlinks.net website. And hopefully you can sign up and uh, join us live for the next session. Great. Okay. So guys, we're talking about backlinks and uh, link building in particular. Uh, so if people haven't got 45 minutes to uh, to hang around for the whole show. Uh, what tip would you give people for, you know, link building in 2022? I'll start with Bibi because uh, she's on my on my screen on the left <laughs> on the left of my screen. So I'll start with you Bibi. Where you know, what what one tip would you give people? I would try to uh, publish content that's the background to stories that people talk about. So, uh, for instance, a stats piece or some kind of Wikipedia type of thing. And then when journalists uh, have to do their homework for something that's upcoming, they'll use you as a reference. And it doesn't have to be your own data. You can just do a compilation of data. So you basically do their homework for them. That's a, that's a great a great tip there. I think that's, that's good. I, I have a magazine that I get once every three months called Delayed Gratification. And it's kind of like the news, but three months late. And they go into real depth with real infographics and things. And it's a printed magazine, but, you know, uh, there's there's definite, definite value in having that background uh, to a story. Uh, that's really, really good. Uh, and Jerry, uh, Jerry White says, love the headphones as well, Bibi. So there we go. David <laughs> did you a favor by making you put them on just before we started. <laughs> <laughs> David forced me. <laughs> yeah, that's our producer for you. Aaron, uh, what about you? What, what tip would you have for people? Yeah, I would say that uh, unlinked mentions is something that uh, many brands aren't fully 
uh, getting all the, the the links they could from unlinked mentions. Uh, you know, I've talked to clients before where they're using mention.com or they have their tool and they they are getting some of these. But then once I dig in and I, and I actually see all the opportunities that are out there, there's a lot more opportunities. So if you just start using one tool or something, I'd say there's a lot more opportunities than that tool is actually finding if you use Google search operators and some other things. Um, you know, I've built hundreds of backlinks with unlinked mentions for people that think that they're they're doing unlinked mention link building. So, so just to clarify that, are you saying that uh, that you're going and finding out where people are mentioning your brand and then asking them to 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 link to the uh, to the source? Yeah, of the that's brand? correct. So it's, it's for, for more okay. established brands that are already getting their their brand mentioned in various locations and just making sure that you're taking advantage of what where people are already mentioning you to get links in those those publications. That's that is a brilliant, logical, easy to take away uh, idea. So mm-hmm. thanks very much. That's a that's a good one in there, Debbie. Uh, what about you? Uh, what tip have you got for people? My tip would be to diversify how you build links. So kind of BB mentioned um, making stats posts, and then Aaron mentioned um, uh, the unlinked mentions. There's also like guest posting. For me, I like to do research reports. There's digital PR. There's a lot of different tactics you can do, and you want to try different ones to see what really works best in your industry. So that would be my tip. Uh, yeah, and that's also a brilliant tip because, I mean, if you just rely on one one methodology, then you're going to stand out like a sore thumb and you're not going to uh, – yeah. Yeah, you're not going to um, really get the best of any kind of work because probably, probably in any in any methodology, eighty percent, twenty percent of the work does eighty percent of the, the the value, right? So you know, yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Can, yeah, excellent, oh, good idea, Eva. What have I got? For you? What do you got? I would say from a very digital PR background to create evergreen content pieces, which is like relevant, which can be like repurposed and reused in the future. So like any top tips for like winter scenarios or anything like that, but then. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Okay, yeah, it was a good good tip because uh, yeah, it's it's uh, you can then spend a lot more energy on a piece and getting the links to an individual piece if it's going to be around for the next you know twenty years. And uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a post on how PageRank works, and uh, it's the only it's the only post I ever did outside outside of Inlinks and my majestic days and stuff. Only personal one that I did that I think you know really got good traction because it just just sticks around forever even though page ranks has long since gone or has it we'll see uh anyway <clears throat> we can discuss that one later uh right brilliant okay so uh i wanted to start guys with um with the fact that you know john muller in particular um uh, and sort of google as well john john in particular uh, has a tendency of saying i wouldn't rely on links you know links are not that important or they're going to get less important as, as we move forward and i i you know i i put a i put a link out to you guys before before the show just sort of for you know one in november on search engine roundtable where you know john willis says you know links are going to be less important over time um so i guess there is this mantra coming from google that links are less and less important and yet i still see you know i see you know uh, the the seo community saying uh, well is it is that hogwash or is that not hogwash i mean i guess bibby and aaron are gonna say yeah definitely hogwash. And, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we well maybe i'll divide the group here but um let's start with you bibby because you're 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 not one for not one for shying away from nuance uh, <laughs> No, I think the funny thing is that uh, I, I, I saw that quote that John said, and he said it so carefully, but for some reason, everybody ripped it out of the context. I think what he said was, we're actually getting better at understanding the value of content for people. 
And that's why you, content is becoming more important and links are less. Are you saying that Barry Schwartz took something in a minute bit and took it out of context? Is that what you're suggesting? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you if you look closely at what he says, he said, I believe that sometime in the future, links might have a little less importance because we're getting better. And it's like, and if you, I mean, you could take that quote and apply it. If the, he said the same thing 10 years ago, we'd say, oh yeah, they are less important today. You used to be able to rank things with very, with links that weren't even very relevant and get pages. So yeah, the things continue to change. They continue to evolve. Um, maybe the, the, the importance is lessening some, but it's not like, uh, you know, links will be important. Uh, I don't, I don't see them, them ever not being important, but yeah, the, you, they are getting better and the, the strength of them is does decrease a bit. I like to compare it with uh, candy. So Google is trying to discourage people to eat all that candy, right? But it doesn't mean that candy is never going to be out of the picture, but just, you know, don't don't put your site full of candy. You should also focus on some other stuff. Queen of metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, it sounded better in my brain. I have to no, say no, that. no, it's good to listen but I think it's more about discouraging than necessarily mm. saying, you know. Debbie, Eva, you got any different views or would you agree with uh, the sentiments of Bibi and Aaron? I would, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. So, so links are here to stay and uh, and we know that Yandex tried to change it and uh, my my shares in Yandex have been suspended. So, uh, so that's that. Uh, I've, I've lost my money. So don't bet against links, I think is the... Uh, is a summary from the panel, uh, and uh, they're they're here for a while. And 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 as you anyway, the the sort of examples you gave of, of link building are going to be linking, you know, generating proper reputation and proper um, proper traffic. So even if the whole of the link building scene was that the maths in the algorithm disappeared, it would still not negate link building as a uh, as a, a marketing strategy. I think so. Uh, I think that's that, that's there. Okay, let's um, <clears throat> let's move then on to uh, a, f a few areas and thoughts about you know uh, some 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 white hat ideas, and then maybe we'll get onto some sort of grayer hat if uh, if 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 people are okay. If anyone's too scared too too, too scared about lead brand talking about black hat, then just shut up at that point. It's Okay, uh, but uh, you know, uh, but but it does lead me on to the to the first question of you know what is white hat anyway? Because if if white hat is considered to be you know links that are generated entirely through meritocracy, and you know somebody says I'm linking to this uh, this piece of content, you know, without even you know, that the owner of that content knowing that the link was uh, that the page was was there, um, is it's. Is link building as a as a strategy automatically, by definition, black hat in terms of terms of Google? What does count as as, as white hat? Debbie and, and Eva, maybe I'll start with you, you guys. Um, Eva, why don't I start with you? Personally, to me, like white hat is very much like what I mentioned earlier, like evergreen content, digital PR mm. pieces from like reactive, proactive, and then the hero campaigns, which can be like incorporated with heavy design set, data set, or all in one. It could be a dev yeah. set as well. So yeah, it's just generating, so sorry, creating the campaigns which can generate those organic links for you. Okay. So De Debbie, you, you, you're the same sort of feel there? You're nodding? Yeah. I would say like white hat, I guess, would be a bit more of the lines of like earning links. Whereas maybe if we kind of go into the grayish area, guest posting, which I feel like is very common in way to build links. Like, I, I guess you could say that's a bit more gray hat, but it's also, I would say, pretty commonly used tactic um, in 
link building. So I think as long as you are trying to earn links, you're not trying to be spammy about links. I think that's a really big um, thing to be careful about. Like if I'm not trying to uh, spam a bunch of websites with my content that is not very great, then, you know, I want to, I want to create good links. My content is good, first of all, and I want to create uh, more buzz. I want to create people or I want to get people to get to this content that is actually impactful and helpful. So I think that's a bit more of the like towards the link building that we should be working towards as opposed to that spammy uh, link building. Okay, so that 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 idea of creating content or guest posting uh, is, I think, is a really interesting one, because <clears throat> you know there used to be, you know, networks where you could sort of blog, you know, put out your posts there very easily for other people to pick up and put onto their websites and things. But uh, and and it was it was kind of knocked on the head when a couple of blogging guest blogging networks were pretty much you know wiped out by by an algorithm update. But surely. Guest blogging. If you're a, if I'm a, if I'm a website owner or a news news site owner, you know, let's uh, a very reputable one. Let's say the BBC or the New York Times or, um, or you know, let's be kind to the other side or Fox News as well. You know, uh, and 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 you want um you want some authority opinion. Wouldn't you go out and ask for an authority to to come in and, and ask that content? So, uh, Aaron BB, you know, is 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 um. Uh, is guest is guest posting dead or is it alive and kicking and really good? And and if so, is it for link building? I actually don't do guest posting, but guest posting okay. it can work very well. Uh, I think the the thing with guest posting is there's such a range of quality when it comes to guest posting. So sometimes I might kind of down talk guest posting because I get so many clients come here and they show me these low quality guest post links on link farms. I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, but there are people doing very <laughs> good, high quality guest posting. So like sometimes we try to label guest posting with this overarching label, like, oh, guest posting is bad. It's, it's good. Well, there's such a range within guest posting and there's very good natural guest posting that makes sense from authorities. And that, I mean, Google, when they came out against it, they were trying to uh, discourage the lower quality link building, which continues to happen. But yeah, there, there mm. can be quite a range of of quality when it comes to guest posting. Anyone else in there want to add anything in? Yeah, yeah, I, I do a lot of guest posting, and actually, it's exactly what Aaron said, but also what Debbie said about um, one. There's a that you should have a diversity of backlinks. You shouldn't bet everything on one horse. So it's really good to try out uh, different things, right? And what Aaron says, it's your your strategy is only as good as its execution. So you can have a bad guest post and a good guest post. You can have a, a bad PR campaign and a good PR campaign, right? So um, <coughs> unfortunately, there's no really black and white rule about black and white <laughs> link building. It's just how you do it. But should you uh, guest post, you know, I mean, so for example, Bibi, you know, if you, yeah. if you guest post as Bibi the link builder, you know, um, <laughs> about link building, then I would, then as long as you're not doing it on, you know, homes.com or, you know, or, or, you know, a non, a non, that would, that would only be relevant if, uh, if you were doing it on a, an SEO website. Whereas if you're. Um, would it? Cause a, a, a real estate company also has a website, right? So I could post there on SEO and link building. Okay. Okay. Cause it's their audience. So. That's that. That's that's a fair argument. I, well, yes, but that audience is um, that audience is there to buy 
buy or sell houses. So if it's uh, oh, you know. oh no, I mean like a real estate site where also yeah. real estate professionals. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. If they're if yeah. they're involved in marketing, then it's a different game. So I guess that yeah, yeah, link yeah. building goes into any kind of digital marketing yeah. thing. But but yeah. but if you're talking about relevancy, it's funny how that sometimes goes. So I I often use a triangle for relevancy. So something can be um, indirectly relevant and come back to you as a relevant link. So for instance, for a client of mine who's in honeymooners, so people that are uh, planning their honeymoon. Um, I thought, well, gemstones are important, right? Because they, they have engagement rings, they have other jewelry that they give to each other. So we did pieces on the meanings of uh, gemstones and the benefits and the origins and all that stuff. And a little bit juicier juicier than Wikipedia, because in Wikipedia, you can't say all those things, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody's modding it. And then um, Us Magazine picked it up around a piece of the engagement of Jennifer Lopez and about her engagement ring and, and how you can get a similar engagement ring. So in a weird way, in a triangle, we got a link from Us Magazine because we were talking about a specific gemstone. And that's uh, that's how relevancy sometimes doesn't seem relevant, but in a weird way it is. Debbie, do you do guest posts? Yes. Um, so <laughs> I think one thing for like SaaS companies is that you tend to have a lot of like partners that integrate with your software. And so it would make sense for me to guess, like for us to kind of guest post on each other's blogs. Like they're, why should I prevent my audience or uh, why should I prevent um, potential audience on an integration partner from knowing about my platform? Like it just, it just makes sense. And, you know, it's not just for that link. It's also for me to get more exposure to the integration partners audience and their existing audience and I can give them exposure to my audience. And so I like, that's also mutually beneficial beyond just SEO. So yes, I think it it still makes sense. Um, It it wouldn't, uh, for me, like it wouldn't make sense to just not do it. But also your strategy, because you're a SaaS product, so you want to talk with SaaS partners and integration partners. And and so there is a relevance for that uh, relationship before you start. Yes. Again, you don't, you wouldn't necessarily go on to um, Zappos website and and try and put a blog post up there. Just, you know, um, it have to be relevant to your business in some way, meaningful to you. Yeah, it sounds good. And Eva, Eva, you're. I mean, let's move on to to, to PR because that's kind of mm-hmm. I think where you're pretty much at the you know the top of, top of the tree uh, and digital PR. I mean, that's that that works pretty well, I think, for you. Um, uh, how do you how do you go about PR? I, do you, if you're going to do a press release, uh, mm-hmm. are you going to do it um, through uh, third party systems and technologies, or do you? curate hand curate a list of uh, of journalists how, how do you approach pr so we hand curate the list of journalists that we want to contact based on whether they've covered the topic in the past and whether or not in their journalist profiles on like media database sites like we use roxale at the moment and um, whether or not they are would be interested in the topic that we are looking to cover right okay so you've got access to you know, databases that most of most most of us, uh, you know, haven't got access to in, in in terms of journalists that are, you know, hopefully, uh, well, a different. Do you, do you get do you get sort of just bloggers in that in that database as well, or is it primarily journalists? Would you it's say? primarily journalists. Yeah, um, we very rarely target ju- like bloggers. We're more for the gaining the organic links within like the news industry and hope that it will gain like those the organic 
kind of right. pick up and then yeah. hopefully maybe trend on the internet. So, so would you, uh, okay, so you're going for the big bucks. You're, <laughs> yeah. You're going for the, yeah, okay, which uh, is is impressive when you hit it and, uh, and depressing when you fail. So yeah, yeah, you must wake up in the morning saying, oh, I really hope that caught on overnight. Um, frequently refreshing the open rates on my emails. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do, does that mean that you don't use a third-party PR syndication system or do you do that as an afterthought and or after after an event? Is it always, you know, one-on-one kind of mailing? Yeah, one-on-one emailing. Um, we do actually have like a software that we use to send out the emails so we can tailor them and track the email open rates and clicks um, and just see if, there's been, if there has been any interest from journalists, but um, yeah, purely one-on-one with journalists. What, what about any anyone else? Do, do you guys use a third-party syndication system, um, like PR web, or these kind of the kind of systems? I, th- I feel like that's more of like a spray and pray approach. And yeah. I think nowadays when we do outreach, it's more targeted, and I think that works much better. I think that that might be interesting to some link builders that hear that, you know, because. I think that when I hear digital PR, I sort of assume that people have, you know, just, you know, I say just signing up to one of, one of the syndication systems, and, you know, PR Newswire kind of, there's a whole bunch of them out there. Uh, and they've they've been around for a long time. So clearly people must be using them. And they, you know, a lot of them do get syndicated and sent through to the, to the, um, to the, to the AP newswires and those kind of people. But what you're saying is, you know, the spray and pay probably is, 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 a, is a good way to say it, Debbie. You're saying that that system doesn't really bring the pickup as, as much as you think. I tested out a bunch of them because a client of mine really wanted it because um, for some reason he yeah, was very enamored with it. They thought it was a good idea, yeah. Yeah, and then and, and I was okay. I, I th- I'd never done it, right? So, But I used services who would organize it for me. And I used all these different services and they were all really nice people. And it looked kind of cool, you know, getting uh, hundreds of these things in. But then I started to notice there were were all the same links (laughs) for every surface and every surface was reselling it to another surface. So, Mm -hmm. and in the end, I I couldn't really trace if it did anything. So I wasn't sure if it was adding anything to it. I think for a new domain, maybe it could help boost it up or something but right. i'm not sure and I, I do think there's some i don't know about confusion but sometimes when i talk to pr people uh like uh, they'll mention press release like i i just had a uh, you know i was talking to someone that does a lot of reactive pr and he kept mentioning like preparing the press release and i was like well what do you mean by press release? like oh i just mean an email like so sometimes i think pr <laughs> people oh. might actually use the term mm. press release interchangeably like this is just an email that i'm writing and sending to press Eva, uh, is that kind of how you use it as well? Or how do you guys use No. So a press release <laughs> to basically like the main document of information that the journalists may need and use for like their story. And then before the press release, we have our pitch. So like the intro, the tailorization towards the journalists to try and land in those topical publications that we're trying to target. But so, so do you still have a press release in a, a PDF at some point along there, Eva? We have it within the email so at the very bottom, paste it so it's ready for a journalist to just copy and paste so then they don't have to click through any Dropbox email, like links or anything like that. And then also have it in like a WeTransfer or Dropbox file. And I guess the best thing that I've done on that is, is, is uh, yes, I prepare the, I have a little list of my, my Barry Schwartz's since I've already dissed him, you know, uh, uh, that, uh, that, I, that, that I, I will contact. But for me, and, and probably similar for, 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 for Debbie, because we're SaaS kind of products, um, 
you know, I, I, I will, when I've got new functionality, that's my best opportunity for a, for, for a press release because I can send it out and I'll send it out to those people. And what I do is I write the blog post that's going to go live and then I, I share the, the, the URL that that will go live with um, and the content in that, in that post. So they've got all the information that they need in the hope that when they go live, they'll link to that URL. But uh, I don't force them yeah. to do that, obviously. But uh, I, I certainly, you know, I found that really good to tailor that, those conversations before you go, um, uh, especially with SaaS products. When they've got new products launching, then, then they, that seems to be a, a good approach. Is that, is that sort of the more or less the sort of way that you go about things, Debbie? Yeah, so very similar. Um, so for us, we like to do a press release when we do like a large research report. So earlier this year, we did like a video, uh, state of video conferencing. And so from there, um, I think we set out our press release and then also to journalists and then also let them know like this is where the report is going to be published. So then if they can link yeah. to that directly that would be great of course we keep an eye of all of our mentions of course like right right after we publish the post yeah. just in case you know some people don't link to it or they link to our homepage instead of the actual report yeah. so it's definitely like make sure after you you know send out your emails and then people start writing about your your page make sure to monitor those and follow up as needed do any of you guys use um Haro, help, help a reporter out. Yeah, I've done some, uh, some, I have used uh, Haro. Uh, I've been trying to get into it more recently to kind of learn more about it. But, um, and Haro can be great. You can get some great links from it. The thing that I've kind of noticed is uh, sometimes when you do Haro, you start seeing kind of seeing the same sites uh, repetitively in the space. So you can get some maybe quick wins from it. Um, but as a long-term strategy, there are some diminishing returns of kind of like hard to find new sites that are relevant in your niche kind of on an ongoing basis. Eva, you were sort of saying you use that as well, Debbie Nordin. Yeah, I use Harrow as well as uh, Response Source and Pressplugs. So they're all very similar platforms. And it's just, it's really good just to keep an eye out to see if anyone's looking for an expert in a certain industry. Oh, so you're doing that in, li in listen mode, so to speak. So you're not pushing yeah. anything out there. You're, you're listening. Yeah, we don't necessarily try to push things out, but we always tend to go back to those requests and see if, for example, there was like a journalist writing about EVs, I would go back on there and see the names that have popped up who have requested that in the past and then see what they have covered and see whether they would be interested in the story that I've got for them. So I'm getting some yes nods from Debbie and to, uh, no no yes nods from Bibi. <laughs> I, don't, so, no. I, I think that's like a really interesting way to use Haro. Um, I think I am using it less. Uh, instead, I kind of monitor, there's a, a similar service, help a B2B reporter. So that's a bit more relevant to us. Um, again, the the issue that Aaron mentioned, there sometimes it's some of the same blogs that show up. But yeah, I think just keeping an eye out um, for what is out there and also just getting some inspiration on like, okay, what are people actually writing about? Um, that's kind of how I've been using it. Yeah. I would love to use it, but I, I didn't like the way it's structured. So I, I like systemizing things and I found it really hard with Haro to do that. There was this tool uh, that there was a platform for Haro, but they, they, from a friend of mine, but he had to stop the tool. And that was why my one hope of making it systemized. And then I got into it Um because I have my teams, right? So I, I wouldn't do, be doing it myself. Okay. But ev every time somebody talks about Hado, I feel like, oh, I should try it again. But then I 
see how it comes in the email. I'm just like, oh my god, I hate this. <laughs> you know, but I, I think it could still be good. Yeah, no, I, I I think it's it's good that people different people are doing different things, and you know, um, it'd be a sad a sad day if all all five of us doing exactly the same thing at all the same time. Well, so, that's what's been happening with Hado as well. It's 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 been spammed by marketers now. And now the, just like, you know, with when we were reaching out to bloggers and got links from them and then the SEOs became the bloggers. Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. now they're, now they're pitching their own sites for guest posts. Yeah. This and is then, the problem. And yeah. Hado is the same thing now. So there are actually SEOs behind the Hado requests. S- SEOs, <laughs> SEOs just break everything they touch, <laughs> don't they? You can't have know. anything nice, Dixon. <laughs> and, and, and link builders This are is why words. Google says links are less important yeah. because they're trying to, you know, <laughs> Yeah, even down. link farms. <laughs> you, you see link farms on on Harrow now, and you're like, oh wow, like, yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> All right, so let's get into <laughs> some real spam then, and uh, and talk about you know, Cora and Reddit. You know, are they are they you know, because uh, because there's definitely well, there's a huge amount of traffic going to Reddit, um, and you can put links on Reddit, and uh, uh, and there seems to be a huge amount of traffic. Well, Cora seems to be ranking for an awful lot of stuff. Um, so, uh, and, and I think you can put links in there, although there may be no followed. I mean, do either of you, do any of you, um, use, uh, those kind of, uh, bulletin boards that are still out there, those kind of uh, systems that, uh, are user generated ultimately, but still useful for users. Uh, I'm going to start off there. Uh, yeah. no. No, no, one wants to, no one wants to admit it then. Okay. No. <laughs> I would love I do to not. though, but I don't. <laughs> I, I think yeah. I okay. think uh, those those platforms can be good for like you know joining communities and and answering questions and and maybe kind of building some some recognition of your brand. But from a link building perspective, you know I wouldn't really view it as a, like the best way to to approach it because sometimes when you're inserting your link in those ways, it can come off. It's like oh you have to do so many posts, helpful posts before you feel comfortable putting your link in, and I don't know it feels a little kind of fishy to me, but. Um, I mean, as a way to kind of build some, be helpful in a community and and uh, mm. build some name recognition, I think it could be good. But yeah, it's not something I've ever used for for link building. Debbie, do you use it for, too? I used to use it at a previous company. So it was more of a startup. Um, and at that time, it was a few years ago, like it actually did bring in pretty decent traffic, I would say, for certain questions that get a lot, that, that has like a lot of um, like followers. So then... Um, there's there's an odd like an existing audience for that question and then we write a really good answer for that and then people start upvoting and and then that brings traffic to the site so in terms of like a, a content distribution channel it can work definitely reddit is can be difficult because you can easily get banned they know yeah. you know people marketers <laughs> try to go in to insert links and whatnot yeah. um so it's definitely something that you have to be careful about and it just depends on your industry if it works like it can definitely work for certain industries, but I think in general you want to be careful about user generated um, like links on UGC pages. Yeah, I, I I must admit I've, I'm scared to death of Reddit. Um, just I'm just scared to go there. I think I'm I think I'm just too old. You know, I I uh, I, I go in there and people say, oh, you know, you know old white man you know well i do to, like you know. uh, tiktok for uh, uh content ideas tiktok is really yeah. great yeah. 
Um, I mean, yeah. what, what I what I like about those UGC systems is um, most of them, anything you put out there will link back to your profile, and and you can you can make some hay on your profile. I think you know, um, even even Twitter, your, your your Twitter profile is perfectly indexable, and that 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 link on on Twitter's profile. Well, I don't know what's happening now. Now Elon's got it, but uh, uh, but uh, it used to be indexable, um, and uh, so it would mean that a profile that is reputable um, would have a lot of links going to it, both from you know the tweets, but more importantly, people will link to that Twitter profile and LinkedIn profiles. Uh, people link to a lot as you build authority. If I if I go and talk at a conference, and I'm sure all of us, um, as we go and talk to conferences, uh, Eva, you know, we've we've been on the stage together, and you know, and Kelvin seems very happy to link to LinkedIn profiles, not so happy to link to your individual websites. But it's a, it's certainly a. a um, a way of building up um, some brand reputation using user-generated content on those kind of platforms, I'd say. So, uh, I'm getting some nods, but I won't. Uh, I won't push the issue in case I'm talking complete bollocks, which is entirely possible. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go and get uh, get darker again, um, and ask. Uh, does Does anybody start uh, playing with uh, th- redirecting th- um, uh, domains? Because in, I, you know, I just came back from a. Uh, I would say a gray gray hat conference, so I won't say which one it was. No, not yeah, and and uh, and and they were into, you know, still into buying domains and, and redirecting those domains. Um, who does and who doesn't? I'm guessing Eva says no on this one. I have some clients uh, that are playing with it. <laughs> you, yeah, okay, all right, and they like it. They think it's a good thing yeah, to do. Maybe? So, so you see a lot of brand sites they buy up affiliate sites because affiliate sites are beating them at their own products. Ah, and then they okay. right so so that that's an, so they could keep it as a satellite or parasite site or whatever or they could just redirect uh so that that's happening um but i don't i, I don't know sense, that much about it that's their in-house seo team right yeah um okay. I, I what i what the only involvement that i have is that i look at the site that they're buying and, and i say well this is they're pretending to be uh, have a good backlink profile but actually they don't right so that's that's mm, the only re- yeah. recommendation okay. i can give them yeah I've, I've seen this work quite well uh you know generally when mm. you know i've seen some sites that i've looked at for potential clients that i can see the strategy of they've bought some expired domains but they're building a new site and then they kind of use that to kind of have a sound foundation and then they start doing active link building after that. You know, I think as yeah. a, you know, obviously if you see a lot of these link farms that are trying to boost up their authority metrics, they'll do it, but as purely as like a vanity metric to say, Oh, I'm a DR 70 site or whatever. And so they can sell their backlinks, but there are people that do it and do it well. Um, and like, of course you can see it in any industry, like that's essentially what they're, when you're, they're acquiring smaller players and they're redirecting, all, yeah. You know, so that's happening in all sorts of markets. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a pure, like you get the the domain and and use it um, to to go to yours. You know, that's usually kind of when maybe you're starting a new site. You don't want to start from scratch. And I have a kind of a side project that I'm doing currently with that. But it's just because I came across an expired domain that was I was like, oh my goodness, it was owned by the U.S. government. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I have to. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, well, because it's it's in a foreign country, I, um, and it was like the yeah. the consulate website that used to be you know, the U.S. government. So I was like, oh, I gotta try this. <laughs> no, you, you've got to yeah. try it absolutely but, yeah. Yeah. yeah debbie do you use it at all 
So I use it in the sense that kind of the way that Aaron kind of mentioned where uh, if we actually acquire someone, then their website does get redirected to ours. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I in, like at my the previous company at the startup, um, I have definitely seen it work before. And I think def- in affiliate marketing, it feels like it's a popular tactic. But I feel like in long term, I, I don't know if... You know, this is the best tactic to go with. Like maybe Google would want to crack down on something like this. I guess yeah. Evrash, you've got clients that, uh, that that are buying up people as well um, every now and then. So do you ever get involved in that or is that something you stay away from? I stay away from that. Yeah, I leave I that with the tech SEOs. <laughs> I'm just like, you deal with that. I'll do the campaigns. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Amy, you want to say something? Oh yeah, I saw that Jerry said in the comments that uh, he, he has experience. Or he he talks to people that were doing the affiliate site buy. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I have also it's, have a client that redirected the expired domain, but it's still very early, so we have to see. We've got a very scary thing tomorrow. So inlinks.net is is due to uh, to go to. It's going to do the reverse. So we we bought, well, got uh, acquired, shall I say, uh, inlinks.com, <coughs> and a. You know, uh, 10 or 15 years ago, well, at least 10, 20, let's say 20 years ago, that was used for something, something vaguely SEO-ish and probably quite black hat anyway, uh, but it was a long time ago. <laughs> but so, but clearly the .com is, you know, the, the gold standard still. So we're about to, uh, about to um, uh, redirect so, um, the index.net over to the .com and, and put the whole site on the .com or at least the important pages. So... I'm pretty scared about that tomorrow, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens. You know, it's gonna if, drop first, and then crossed. it's gonna rise. That's good. So when this, it drops, don't yeah. panic, okay? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna panic when it drops. You know, I, I mean, I did. I, I've I've done a big migration before when uh, okay. when I migrated Majestic Twelve uh, MajesticSEO.co.uk to Majestic.com, and I made so many mistakes because um, so I, uh, I I went from dub 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 to non dub dub dub. I also went HTTP to HTTPS at the same time. Thought I might as well do it at the same time. Mm. We also had all the subdomains in different languages that I had to move over and stuff like that, and and I I. I Basically, I messed up hreflang. So, uh, so um, oh no, uh, I you know, uh, there we go. You got to get something wrong in life. Um, I bugged it up. So I'm, I'm paying more attention tomorrow. I hope I don't do it so badly. So hopefully it'll go right. Oh yeah, I, I had a dev uh, that turned off the index thingy, and I didn't oh, right. find out until a year after. Yeah, that's really easy to do. So, so we've we've got the new site up and ready, and I didn't want it to get indexed. So. It's password protected, so you can't get into right. it. So Google can't get into it. But also belt and braces, just in case they do. It's also no index at, uh, at the, on the on the dash panel on the sort of it's equivalent to C panel kind of thing on the on dashboard side. So if I don't remember, don't turn that off, I'm going to three hundred one everything to a no index site. <laughs> so there's so many things you can get wrong. So uh, there will be so 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 our CTO Fred, he's uh, he's made us. For three days, we're just going to sit down. We're not allowed to have meetings. I mean, I'm allowed to do this, but that's about it. You know, tomorrow morning we'll do it. And then the next 24, 48 hours, we're just going to pay attention and get cool. <laughs> fix the mistakes before Google spots. <laughs> I'll <laughs> pray that. to Cthulhu for you. Thank you very much. Okay. Oh, not Cthulhu, please. <laughs> okay. I've played Cthulhu. That's not a good thing to pray to. Um, okay. What about uh, in, in links being in links and an internal link? tool um internal links do are internal links are part of your seo strategy do they do they work in your view anyone 
someone's got to say yes, please. Because yes. Uh, you know. yeah, well, I, I know I know they work, and I know if they don't work, it's really it's not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can you can yeah. build all your external links you want, but if your internal linking isn't right, it's not gonna it's gonna hit a wall. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is that internal linking myself it scares me because you know. People do a, a huge content run and then they publish 500 pages and then afterwards they think, oh, we, we have to have internal linking. And then they install a couple of plugins that do it automatically. <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. And, and then you have to fix it after and it's just... Well, you, it's, you can laugh, but that's what Inlinks does. So, you know, it's... I know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they but, do two plugins and then the plugins are yeah. adding six, you know, and it's per page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, yeah, I mean... Anybody that's an Inlinks customer knows what Inlinks does, but it's a an entity analysis just just for the audience here. Just you know, uh, it's yeah. an entity analysis tool, so it understands the underlying concepts. and And there's a human in the loop on every single thing, so you've got to say this page is about this concept. So it tries to uh, to do the internal linking based around based around um, uh, reducing the cannibalization on the website, and uh, does a pretty good job. But you know, a human in the loop pretty much is a, a good idea anyway um a, a, everyone else agree that internal linking in principle is a good idea tools or not to do it there's a lot of nods on there yes. we'll move on so that's fine <laughs> and i just just finish up with uh, with with um what's you know what's not working now what things do you think uh link builders should be avoiding like the plague uh anyone want to jump in with some you know some bad ideas. Well, if you, if you get an email and it says, hey, here's a list of websites and these are the prices you can get links on. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't <laughs> paying for those links. <laughs> that's probably not going to work. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah, Google gets those emails I, too, yeah. right? <laughs> so, yeah. I, think, I think a lot of link builders, they, they, they like systemizing just like I do, but they're too focused on scaling. So they don't understand that if you scale too much, you lose all the quality and then your conversion goes down. Mm-hmm. And then you think, oh, I just have to send out a million more emails. But that means you're going to burn your email addresses and you have to have all system for that. Right. So you can also just take a step back and say, maybe I, I'm over-focusing on the scaling thing. Maybe I should spend 15 more minutes thinking about the templates or the, you know, or yeah. where where the target page or something. So So you don't have, it's not, scaling is not the end of it all. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah, it's 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 the quality of the links, not the quantity of links. Is is you know is not infinitely more important, but I think it's a, a lot more important that the link is relevant and from a good quality site um, than if uh, than if the link is pants and you've got a thousand of them. I agree. So that's good, yeah. guys. I think yeah. related. Oh, sorry. I was yeah. going to say related to that. Just kind of be careful about some of the vanity vanity metrics like DADR. Yes. Like there are a lot of other things to yeah. also look at. Like maybe traffic to the website over time. Like is it going down? Um, also, like there are certain pages on the website that maybe are better to get links from from um, yeah. as opposed to others. So it's just a lot of things to consider not just like DADR. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And on that one, I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between a link from a good page on a website and just a bad page on a website, you know, user generated content. Or if you just create a web page on a, on 
mashable.com. Uh, that's, you know, there's not necessarily anything linking to that page or mashable. Maybe it is for, for the first 15 minutes or for the first day, but after that, it's gone off the, the news page of, of mashable and, uh, and then it's buried for all time. So you've got a page with a link on it, but there's nothing linking to that page. So, um, so it, it matters where on a website you get a, a link as well. Um, and if it's, you know, user generated, it, it doesn't come anywhere. Right. Jerry's saying reliance on uh, domain authority or another score, not mentioning Majestic, okay, because <laughs> he knows I'm involved with Majestic, <laughs> is one of the worst things to focus on. Trust, uh, use trust and relevance. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to hear from Ava, actually, if you don't mind, because like, I, I don't know that much about PR. What mm-hmm. is something a PR link builder should stop? now i think hounding journalists that they think would be interested in that sort of topic um because you might end up wanting to pitch them a game but you could be like unsubscribed from and you could be blacklisted from their email box and just because they've covered a story on like i'm gonna go back to electric vehicles again (laughs) evs just because they covered a story on evs like once doesn't mean that they are interested in that so really like go on a deep dive on their profile and see what they are interested in if they don't reply to you like the first couple of times, just stop it there. Nip just it in the bud. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> I think good. that's a really good tip. Don't be pushy. Yeah. yeah. I think that, yeah. that counts for everything. Especially oh. when chasing for a link as well. Don't be yeah. pushy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Guys, we've hit time and uh, I really do appreciate the time that you guys have taken out today. Uh, just before I ask you to, you know, find out where you, where, you know, where we can find out more about you from. David, what have we got coming up next time? Next time is the 19th of December that we're going to be broadcasting live and the topic will be... That sounds Christmassy. Indeed, indeed. Not quite so Christmassy a job, but w- maybe it will be um, a good Christmas present to you because the topic is how to find your dream SEO job in 2023. Um, so we're going to be sure. <laughs> discussing that. Orit Motznik <laughs> is going to be on. Um, we're going to have a couple of more guests for that as well. So find that over at theknowledgepanelshow.com. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, David. And guys, uh, once again, thank you ever so much for coming along. Before we go, uh, Bibi, you know, where do people get hold of you if they want to uh, track track you down and use your services? In my, in my house. <laughs> in Amsterdam, no. okay. No, no, <laughs> no what, you're no, full of dress, you know. Uh, yes. When, you. when you're going on holiday so we can get in, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that when people post their holiday pictures on, on yeah. Facebook, I'm like, don't you know that people now know your house is up for grabs? Yeah. But anyway, um, I was going to say, oh, yeah, bbbuzz.com. BB, no, wait, bbbuzz.com. That's my site. Okay, um, it's B- a horrible B-I-B-I- site. dot com. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. Okay, yeah, I think yeah. You got to you got to know how to spell your own domain name, baby. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, on a podcast, it doesn't come out too good. You know? <laughs> I'll practice. Come on, okay. I have a mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's uh, that's that's I'm working improving. well. <laughs> Debbie, how about you? Where do where do people get hold of you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, just Deb J U S T D E B B B. Okay, brilliant. Erin, uh, where do they get hold of yeah, you? Yeah, so my website is linkpitch.io, and I also recently launched a podcast where all I all we talk about is link building. So it's called Let's Talk Link Building. So if you're interested in getting into the weeds, uh, you know, you get to join join me there. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, cool. Well, if you want, cool. want any of us, we'll, you know, yeah. we'll come along yeah, and I'll chat on. on yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Uh, and Eva, how about you? Where do they get hold of you? Um, LinkedIn or Twitter? Your choice, really. But <laughs> just search yeah. Eva Cheng. So <laughs> but it, my Twitter yeah. is at Eva Cheng. 
Yeah. Okay, so very Eva simple. is EVA and Cheng is C-H-E-N-G. So yeah. there we go. That's thank you. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, guys. Uh, I'll see you in cyberspace or Brighton SEO or I'll find a conference in Florida, Brighton. Aaron. Yes, yes, absolutely. Or Debbie, I don't know what good conferences there are over on uh, California time, but I'll see you at one of those. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> cheers, guys. Uh, Bye. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.